Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. All right. Brew some coffee. Pour a cup. It's time for some more coffee talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's a midweek coffee talk. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Stressful day. Got a headache. What I honestly need is where you just came from. Sauna. I need to sit in a sauna for 20 minutes. It's good, man. It's a little, you know. After practice, sweat never hurts. How's practice? Feels good. Oh, you know, the usual. We get in there and get after it. Lots of dodgeball today. Do um, you? Are you excited? Eight days you return, January 29th, You McFadden. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, I'm just gonna go have fun with it. That's really. He got a seven-four win last um, night over Evan Wick. I, I watched it, you know, I'm huge into scouting and, you know, watching film on people. That's, you know, that's what, that's what I do most of the time. Right. Um, no, it was, a, it was a weird match. And Dave even said that afterwards. He was like, yeah, it was like some of those calls were kind of shitty, which, you know, I think there were, but yeah, I thought both guys wrestled pretty well. I think he looked a little better than he did against Dake. He looked timid against Dake. He looked like he was more himself last night. Mm-hmm. I think so. Also, I don't know if Dake was in his head. I don't know if I mean Dake's. You know, anytime you're going against a a, a guy like Dake's Dake, probably in most guys' heads. Kyle Dake's in most guys' heads. I would especially say. after he's rock bottoming people. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that was funny. You guys, can you smell? <laughs> Did you watch pro wrestling growing up? Um, a tad. You know, not not a ton of it. Uh, my parents didn't didn't love it. 
Um, <laughs> so, I was obsessed. Really? No, I, I never got like that. I mean, I actually learned more about pro wrestling when I came to college. Why? Funny enough, there was a kid. Well, one of uh, like my classmates, like freshman year, watched it all the time. He watched, yep. you know, Monday Night Raw, or whatever. Yeah. All the time. So like he would have it on, and we would watch it occasionally, and he would buy all the WrestleManias and stuff. So like, ah, all right, <laughs> fits on. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Also, speaking of good stuff, Coffee Talk merch is out. That's that's great stuff. That's not even good stuff. Yeah, that's if you're living under a rock, we put out a Coffee Talk mug T-shirt yesterday, and a Coffee Talk mug. I had a couple people that were like looking for fire. Yeah, I love them. I had a couple people that were looking for hoodies, and I said mm -hmm. I'm all for it. But let's start with a T. Don't want to get greedy and put out we'll like get there. Yeah, there. don't want to put out 50 items <laughs> like, no, you yeah. know, just. You don't. Um, yeah, you you, you got to take it slow with that, like, right. we'll, we'll sell some shirts. And so I think the coffee mugs are sick. Who, who else sells coffee mugs? I, especially for coffee talk. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? And I think we've actually sold more mugs than T-shirts so far. Oh. Oh, really? That's yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not surprised. I, I love seeing the response, you know, for anybody who wanted to know the backstory. I told Chenzo we should put him out. I want to put some money in his pocket. So I figured how better than, you know, we put a lot of time and energy into the show. So mm -hmm. I think a shirt, a mug is a fun way to support it. It's pretty easy. Everybody needs T-shirts. If you're a wrestler, you need a shirt. Like you want to walk into the wrestling room for practice in a coffee talk shirt. One of, one of my things now that I like doing and like is, I mean, I'm just wearing an NLWC shirt yep. right now, but like I like to wear different people's like clothes and stuff and like rock it on the show. I mean, hey, look, look at this. I got, yeah, mock shirt. I got my Zane Train hat on right now. I, I had a long sleeve on and I, actually put this in my office because i always i forget since i got it that i have it and i want to wear it mm -hmm. but it is here but yeah coffee talk shirts are available go to bashmania.com mugs ship out i think monday or tuesday shirts probably next week is two they're both a pre-order um but they should both be shipping out next week so go to bashmania.com slash shop you can buy those there's also a lot of talk right now I think personally, humbly, I started it because nobody was talking about the Olympic trials and the world nope. championships. I, I really think you started that, too, because it's starting to blow up a lot more. And The last two days, I've seen nothing but that now, which I'm so, glad to do. That's what it, I wanted to do. And you texted me about it like, I don't know, a week ago or so. And like, hey, yep. like, we need to talk about these guys, you know, who's you know qualified, who's not qualified. I'm not qualified. I know that. Um, and just it's it's a big thing it's a it's a pretty huge topic of conversation too because it's every four years well in this case it's a little different but every four years the biggest qualifier you know of the year and it's it's hard to get a spot in it for that it really really is yeah and that's why people are always asking me you know who's qualified and whether in conversation or on instagram so i put the article out on rockman who's qualified and who's not it got more, which we'll talk about. It also got interesting because 
I this kid John Kozak tweeted me yesterday saying that USA Wrestling did release the world team trial qualifying procedures, which really got me thinking even more because this year is so unique. It looks like we're going to have the Olympic trials like April 9th and 10th. And then like two weeks later, we have the US Open where the top five will qualify for the world team trials. Okay. So we're going to have a U.S. Open late why, April. Why don't they wait till after the Olympics? So here's the thing. Here's the schedule. NCAA's mid-March. Last chance Olympic qualifier. A couple weeks later in March. Then the Olympic trials. Then the U.S. Open. Then you have a last chance World Team Trials qualification tournament in July. Olympics August like 1st. September 3rd is the world team trials. And then October 2nd, I believe is the world championships. So you have to do the U S open in the last chance before the Olympics, because right after really are the world team trials, which really caught my attention because I'm assuming what's going to happen is if you don't make the Olympic team, April 9th, a lot of guys on April 11th are going up or down. Oh, yeah. Because the U.S. Open's full 10 weights. World World Championships this year's full 10 weights. Well, some guys will probably try to hold that weight, too. Well, and that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. You know, getting to Olympic weights for some guys is harder than others, and some guys shrink their bodies. Some guys grow to their bodies. Do you think it's going to be easy for guys to go back? Like, let's say a James Green, who's probably going to go 70. That's, that's who I was just thinking of. So... If I'm James Green and I put all this work in into just changing my body, I put all this work in changing my body. I feel good. You know, I'm small. If I don't make the Olympic team, maybe stay down, right? If he, if it, if he's not killing himself to make it, you know, if he can make it comfortably and he's put all that work in, stay, you know, stay down. But, you know, if it's, if it's absolutely just terrible every time he has to make weight and just, you know, even if his body is the smallest he can get and he still has to cut a bunch, then I would definitely go up. Well, the other interesting thing too, and, and I don't know how you guys as athletes look at it, but take a look at like guys like you and Nolf. You have world and Olympic champions in your weight, guys like Burroughs and Dake. Would you consider going up or down no. because less resistance or is once you pick a weight, you're just going to stay there and that's that? I firmly believe that you wrestle at, compete at the weight that you feel the best at. Yep. Um, I don't think it should matter who else is there. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, easier said than done because like, like you just said, there's two, you know. Yeah, world champs at, at our weight, and and me and Jason, you know, practice partners being at the same weight's a little. Well, and I know I thought different. he wanted to go up naturally. He changed his mind all the time. Yeah, at one point, I remember talking to him like one of the most serious conversations I've. We have like serious conversations, but one of them was after maybe it was the Open two years ago when he lost to James Green, I think. And he had said, like, he did not... That was, like, one of the first times he was really distracted by watching his weight, and he, he hated was, it. He was resting 70 kilos. Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he won't see that ever again. Right, no, and he hated it. And he, and he had said, like... I remember joking with him one day 
when I go, dude, you, you're looking like a 79, 86 kilo guy. And he's like, it feels, it feels right. Or something like that. Yeah. So you never know too where guys are going to go, but do you think that, that it's going to be a quick turnaround from a weight standpoint for guys who are going to go the non-Olympic weights? Yeah. I mean, so I, I that's a guy I can see going up. Yeah. Um, he has the frame for it. Um, yeah. It's, it just, I think it'll just depend on the person. You know, some people like wrestling like down a weight. Some people yeah. don't. I personally feel better whenever I get a little weight off before I wrestle. Yeah. But Nickel doesn't want, want to cut any weight. Yeah. So it's just I think people are different, and you know everyone has a preference really. Bo didn't really want to put on weight either. <laughs> you know, he, Bo just wants he, to be at his weight and just compete. And that's where he's at his best, though. Yep, agreed. So I mean, like he does it for a reason. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's depending on the person. I think that's kind of wild with world team trials coming right after people are going to be jumping all over the place. It's nuts. And it's quick. Cause yeah, if you look at, turnaround. you look at, I want to say it's like April 9th and 10th. And then it, it, they didn't say a date or, or a location yet. They just said April, 2021 U S open top five at the U S open qualify for the world team trials. Maybe I'll go down a weight class. <laughs> I think you're going to see like some drastic changes right away with people. Cause there's a who, lot of guys who, that are like, who, who you know, takes, who's not making the Olympic team. That's going to change weights. Um, I think James green's not going to make the team Olympics. I think he'll go that that's kind of an obvious one. Um, I Seth gross never surprises me when he wins. But he's in a deep weight. If he doesn't make the Olympic that team way, at fifty-seven, stacked, yeah. yeah. If he doesn't make the team at fifty-seven, I could see him going sixty-one. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna stop myself. I feel like it's a bit almost redundant just saying weights are stacked for the Olympic trials because they all are. So we really don't need to go into. They are, and they, yeah. every single one is. Yeah, they are. And if you like, I put out that article on Rockfin about who's qualified, and I I started looking at from a standpoint of like who I may be the most excited about. Like, can I just hypothetically put two guys in the finals in my mind and say like what finals Right. really every single one's a barn burner. Like if you just mm. put the one and two seed against each other, it's just stupid at every way. The only way huh? you don't even, you don't even need to get to that. Like quarterfinals, first round match, right? Play. Opening rounds. Yeah. And it, we have two more tournaments, last chance qualifier, and the NCAA is where more guys will qualify already. It's nuts. You know, for the guys not qualified, 97 kilos and heavyweight are, are kind of, I don't see anybody in there that is really going to get in and maybe Make break noise. the bracket. Yeah. yeah. But from 57 to 86, it, it's, it's nuts. The guys not qualified at 57, mm -hmm. And 65, your weight 74. And I I personally think 86 is the dumbest. Like I think yeah. the guys at 86 are the most like I think Mark Hall is one of the biggest guys not qualified who has the most credentials. Like he's a junior world champ, NCAA champ. I in 
like we were texting about it where I said, like, I, I think he could do stuff 86 kilos. Oh, no, you you call, you came in hot. I said if he made the Olympics team, I would not be surprised. But that was also just after he was in the podcast. I'm drinking the Mark Hall Kool-Aid like, but it but it like Mark Hall is a guy who anytime he ever anytime I've seen him lose, I'm surprised he loses. Mark funny. Hall is very, very rarely the underdog. He's, if anything, he's usually like one, two, like it's him and Zahid wrestling where it's like, okay, it's a one, two. It's never like a one, four and marks the four. Right. And like, there's, I think there's two guys really, obviously, uh, you know, I'm biased towards my teammates and that I just can never see them losing. It's him and Zane. Like anytime they go yeah. to wrestle, I'm like, I don't. And if they do, and I'm like, I don't understand. Yep. <laughs> and I get mad too. I get mad. Like, like if any of my guys lose, I know they shouldn't like, I'll see like when Zane got stuck last year overseas, like I was bent out of shape about that for like four or five hours. I knew it shouldn't have happened. I think it was at Pan Am's. Yeah, I knew Zane was the better wrestler, bar none. Like it's just it's frustrating. But yeah, Zane's yeah. another guy who sixty five is just stupid at the trials. Oh yeah. Right now, Zane, Jo, McKenna, Nick Lee, Yanni, Nashon, James Green, and Ashnault are all the qualified guys. And you have guys like Andrew Liras, Evan Henderson, and, and then there's guys like like Pletcher is not qualified, Lugo, Ironman. Like Bryce, Lugo, Lugo isn't even qualified either. Well, no, I Lugo's not. Pletcher's not. If you can't tell, I'm a, I'm a Lugo guy. Yeah, if you've listened to Coffee Talk, you know that. <laughs> I just think he just wrestles hard, so I just I'm just kind of a supporter in that sense. Well, and it's interesting because, like, if you look at 65, like, what two guys do you pick out of that Zane to qualify Zane. at last chance? Oh, to qualify a last chance. I was thinking making the finals, but child. No, I'm just saying, like, you figure, like, Lugo, Ironman, Lezak, Dom Demas, Pletcher, Meredith, Dean Heil, Matt Kalazic, Yaya Thomas, Evan Henderson, Andrew Liris. And Andrew Liris at Senior Nationals last year He's good. beat Evan Henderson 5-1 in the finals, Yaya Thomas 7-1 in the semis, McKenna 6-4 in the quarters, and Mitch McKean around a 16. How many people were you saying from last chance, too? Just the top two. Top two. Now, guys like Andrew Liras and Yaya Thomas, they could win NCAAs right. and make it in. But last chance, just two. So, like, if a guy like Andrew Liras doesn't win NCAAs, he'll be at last chance. He's a big freestyle guy. Yep. So, yeah. what two do you think make it out of that weight at the last chance? Um, I got to go with Hendo for sure. I yep. think Hendo gets the job done. And I'm sticking with Lugo. Um, Lugo. And it's it's going to be a toss-up between Lugo and Pletcher for me. Yeah. Um, we saw them wrestle in the summer. I don't think it goes that way again. Next time they they scrap, I think it'll be a super competitive match. But, yeah, I got Hendo. Then I'm going to say Lugo just because he's been wrestling well lately. Yeah. Been no, th that – yeah, I agree with that. 57 is wild too. Dylan Ragason right now is like one of my favorite guys to watch. Mm -hmm. Like he's not qualified. I think he's 
I would say he's a front runner of mine at 57. All right, who else we got? Darian Cruz, Jack Mueller, Brody Teske, Frank Frank Pirelli, Nico. I don't think Nico will be back. I, I don't know. If Nico's back, I got Nico. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back. Um, I, I talked to him. I can't remember what he said. Alan Waters, Zane Richards, Josh Rodriguez, Shelton Mack. I got Darian and Josh. I would love to see Josh make it. Josh is a really good wrestler. He's, like, underrated. Yeah, Josh is back in healthy. He is. He's super underrated. He, um, he's a workhorse, too, man. Yeah, I like him. Super nice kid, underrated. I don't even know if we should talk 74 kilos. Like I'm biasly towards saying, um, yeah, I don't really feel a ton comfortable. Yeah. I'll, I'll that. just say that. I think you and Pantelio make it out of the last chance. Okay. That that's what I think. Um, uh, that sounds good to me. Yeah. 86 kilos is just stupid. Here's who's not qualified and only two can qualify. Mark Hall, Nate Jackson, Aaron Brooks, Gabe Dean, Trent Hydley, David McFadden, Nick Heflin, Tim Dudley, Max Dean, CJ Brucky, Taylor Lujan, Ben Hannes. All right. Well, we're going to see an national champ out of that group. Like college guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Between like Aaron and Trent or one of those guys. I and think. But then the other one is going to the last chance, which is wild. Yeah. You're talking about a guy who could potentially be the NCAA champ without question. And the loser, the runner up of that weight will likely be at the last chance. Yeah. That's just the way it works out. And, you know, last year, the plan for me was to win nationals. And then yeah. if, obviously if that didn't happen, I was around the last chance too. Yeah. But, um, shoot, man. That, by the way, that's the other thing with all these guys. I like I didn't put too many NCAA guys like Andrew Lira's, Yaya Thomas, yeah. Aaron Brooks, Trent Hatley. Like, there's definitely NCAA guys, but it's not like. Can you read? Can you read the senior guys on that list one more time? Mark Hall, Nate Jackson, Gabe Dean, McFadden, Heflin. McFadden's going down. Is he? Oh, that's yeah. right. He's going seventy-four. Yeah, he's yeah, I gotta that. That's right. Um. Brucky, and I think Taylor Lujan's still in college. Heflin, Heflin, the dark horse, man. Always oh. the dark horse. He's a dog. Oh, I don't know. I definitely, definitely got Mark. I definitely got my man Mark. Correct. Uh, assume Mark wins and he's in. I'm Who not gonna... he beats in the finals. It's it got to be Gabe Dean or Nate, right? I mean, but here's Heflin, the here's Heflin, the thing, Heflin too. Here's the thing that's interesting about this. We don't know how they're going to seed it. Uh-oh. So imagine Mark Hall beats Gabe Dean in the semis. And now somebody out of the bottom side qualifies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, who knows how this thing's going to be seeded? What this will be a time where seeding will be a factor. I mean, you have, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I can say who I think makes it out of there until I see how the seeds impact it. I'm going to go Mark and I kind of want to go Nick Heflin. I, I is he wrestling still? I haven't, I haven't seen him. Yeah. I, I put him in there because he's one of those guys that will just like randomly start showing up in wrestling. And so just I, chess just chess locked the crap out of everybody. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. I Gabe Dean and Nate Jackson stick out. I, I'm I'm Penn State. I'm a Penn State homer. So I'm gonna say Aaron Brooks with NCAA's gets in through NCAA's. So in my head, I'm taking him out of the equation for that. And then I'm going like I say Gabe Dean. Yeah. He's um he's just wrestling good now. He's wrestling well. My gut tells me it's gonna be Mark Hall and Nate in the semis for some reason. Well, I mean, we'll get a preview of that next yeah. Friday. Next Friday. Yeah, Penn RTC uh hosting an event on Rockfin next Friday. Make sure you check it out. Yeah, go subscribe. If you're not subscribed to Rockfin, I don't know what you're doing yet. I mean you should that, that essentially just is wrestling right now so yeah everything's coming out with some good content and i heard i've heard rumors from multiple people with an nlwc card i'm gonna leave it at that yeah. i was texting with the nittany line today i'll tell you offline who it was okay. um that they they were mentioning so we're cooking some stuff up that's gonna be pretty cool yeah i'm i'm stupid excited for that so yeah, Rockfin, that's going to be a great card. I can't wait to see the rest of the matches. I was talking to Slay about it, trying to see who would be a good opponent for McKenna. Seems like they were trying to go after Bajrang and were unable to secure him, unfortunately. But I think one way or another, McKenna's going to on the card. Which- you and McFadden, Hall and Nate Jackson. It's going to be a good card. Did I lose you there? All of a sudden, I just went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Froze. Yeah, you were frozen. You were frozen for a minute there. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um, so let me ask you this now. I, I think we're going to say the same person, but if everybody not qualified for the trials, who do you think is the biggest threat to everybody qualified? Um. I mean, probably Mark, right? That's, yeah. He's just, he's so savvy. He just, his positioning and just his, like, body awareness. And what got me after we talked to him is, and people were tweeting about this, he feels, it seems like he's just, like, it's that age-old thing of a change of scenery. Even if nothing's mm-hmm. wrong with your current scenery, it's a change of scenery right. kind of like breathes new life in you. I think that's what's happening to him. You know, reuniting with Slay, just the change of scenery, a big city. I think that's going to rejuvenate him and just kind of that fresh scenery. And I think when you give that to a guy like Mark Hall, who is as talented and good as it gets, I think that's a dangerous guy on the mat. And I I know that all those guys that are at Penn now are loving it there too. And they'll have a really good relationship, not just with the coaching staff, but with each other. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think it's going to help all of them really just kind of flourish. You can see that in Joey and Dave. Yep. I mean, it sucks that Dave's going to lose next week when he wrestles you, but you can see the good relationship they have. And you can see they, um, yeah. 
Yeah. They're just, they're getting better working on new stuff and they have new people to like new other athletes that they can, you know, pick their brain and stuff. And I was talking to Joey down in Lincoln and I was like, yeah, man, I see, uh, you know, you're firing off some, you know, stuff from the opposite side. And he goes, yeah, man, Marky's the best. Marky's <laughs> awesome. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I guess Mark's your coach or something now, but that dude has a brain for wrestling. Oh my gosh. Who Joey or Mark? Joey does too, but Mark Hall. Yeah. It's just, you can sense that like even with him doing his baby steps thing on Sunday nights, where he's like trying to help coach a little bit and just kind of give insight. Like you can tell he's got a brain for the sport. Yeah. He, um, he could just see things, you know, and he helped me a lot too. Just, um, with my position, things like that. Like I knew that if I would take a shot, I'd wrestle with him all the time. And if, you know, my shoulders and then try to play. So I'm not finishing just like stuff like that. So out of everybody, out of all your teammates, if you had to pick someone who you think is going to be the most successful D one head coach in the future, what does your brain go to right away? If Zane wants to be a head coach, if you know if he, if he wants that yeah game, he'll be great at it um i don't know man mark mark would be good too um david david wasn't on my team but i think he would be you know really good running a program um yeah you can see dave's love right now for m2 like you yeah. can see it i think when you're when you're talking 20 years from now 10 years from now 15 years from now i think the kale sanderson coaching tree is going to be just insane yeah, I, I think it um, definitely has potential for that. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys who are just passionate about it, too, and we want, you know, we want to make wrestling better. And, like, that's just part of our goal is to, you know, help whoever, you know, just spread whatever knowledge that we have, too. And a lot of us wanted to go and want to go into coaching for that reason. Yeah, and the only ones that I would say that I see not wanting to go into coaching, I would say they don't want to go into coaching yet. Like a guy like Bo, who wants to have a long MMA career, but mm -hmm. I could still see him potentially, like just like Daniel think, Cormier. Like what, now that Cormier is on fighting, he's yeah. right back coaching a wrestling team. Like that's I think, what I could see Bo doing. I think Bo would be a great coach also. Yep. But yeah, I agree with you. I think he you know, has his own business to take care of for a little while first, which I, you know, I'm all behind that. Yeah, no, for sure. By the way, have you, I, I was actually texting him just lat when um, we were on with, who's just on with us? Not Hall. Kassar, and the champ. And I was trying to get him on, but I, <laughs> but I think he was at brunch or, or something, but I was trying to get him on last second. Um, but yeah, his, his heart to, to coach others and, and to, make other and a lot of you guys at Penn State you know I know Nolf really has a heart to try to help other people too but might, might take you a minute to realize it but he does <laughs> well he just wants to golf first yes yeah he gotta, the, you gotta go play 18 first and then have you ever there. golfed with him no but I want to Very so good. I had an idea that didn't come to fruition when I was with Scrap Life I had said that we should do a weekly vlog or a weekly YouTube series called golf with Nolf. Well, who I mean, wouldn't watch that? Like and, and every week you have like a different person golfing with Nolf. So, so here's the thing. Like it's NOWC has Rockfin now. 
and we have we have a lot of people working on ideas and it's just snowing outside so we haven't been able to do that yet yeah go, go, golf with Nolf. I, i've been i've been telling him too like i tell him to, to go live i tell him to post stuff but he just the only time we ever see Nolf golf footage is when maddie shares something when he sends maddie a video then she shares it <laughs> that's the only time we get golf with Nolf content he's pretty good too yeah, he is. Would be an interesting round. Going back to Bo for a second, when he opens up the gym in a couple months, do you see yourself training there at all? Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Doing what? Everything. Like, you want to do jujitsu? You want to spar? You want to box? Yep. Yeah. Just everything? Everything. Would you ever go into MMA? Yeah. Really? This is breaking news. This is going to be on ESPN tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I've considered it. You know, I'll, I'll dabble here and there. Um, I like just, you know, getting my feet wet with other stuff. I think it's fun. What would it take to get you, if somebody made an offer, to, to give you, like, a contract? What would it take you? Like, would it take a couple fights? What would it take you to really get you to commit to MMA? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, fully commit. I would just have to make the decision. You know, I would, it would have to be a part where I'm not probably like loving wrestling a ton. And then I would probably just make a decision based on that. But I'm not really thinking too much about that right now, though. Just right now I'm wrestling and that's just what it is. Yeah. You got a lot of wrestling left. Look at, look at them. <laughs> Mighty Matt, what's up? What's going on, guys? Oh, uh, just um, chilling, drinking a little water, a little water talk right now because it's 5.30 p.m. Yeah, that's a little different than coffee talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, water and wine, you know. <laughs> p.m. coffee talk looks a little bit different, but I'm glad you're able to hop on, man. We're always DMing, and we never be able to, like, make the make the time work. But, so I'm assuming you just got out of practice. Are you still there? I'm still in practice. I'm in our little conference room right now. Oh, wow. So yeah. dedicated. Didn't practice end 40 minutes ago? We we just got out of here. Uh, the guys just left, and I was waiting outside the coach's office when I, I got your DM. So, yes. <laughs> so Worked out. just in general, how's life? Life as in the school or yeah, life the school, as in? School, school. Wow, pun intended. <laughs> pun intended, huh? <laughs> life is great right now. Actually, we're. Uh, getting ready for conference coming up here in February. Uh, the guys look good. They're ranked number two in NAIA right now. Oh, We're actually coming for uh, Eric Thompson's team, Grandview. So we're 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 getting excited. We have a we have a solid team this year. Nice. Um, how do you guys you know match up against them? I think we match up well. Um, they have they have a lot of tough guys. Obviously, they they win almost every year. Mm -hmm. So, so they're like Penn State. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like I know how people feel like wrestling Penn State now. Like we just want like it's I want to beat them right? bad. It's great. Yeah, it's it's cool, but I really want to beat them. <laughs> so okay, so like now like you're kind of on the other side. You're kind of on the Ohio State side of things. Well, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Don't put me there. I'm just saying like it's, it's pretty much the same sort of comparison. Whatever you do, I, don't let yeah. flow in your room the night of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you excited to go down right. 
the potential to be the second, the best second, but the best second place team of all time. Are you excited <laughs> oh for that? <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal, huh? <laughs> no, so um the year what what year was that? Nolf got hurt, 2018. Yep. We were talking about this yeah. last week. We need to have Tom on so he could Did he did he do the stats? I saw he answered the call. I'm sure he did. I'll <laughs> I'll text him, but like just to show that I had probably a hundred more takedowns than Anthony that year. Um but so, yeah, like Flo, Flo posted like yeah, like best second place team of all time for like a week after. It was like cool guys. Like I'm sure they're they, I'm did. Sure, they did. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, I'm sure Ohio State was like, what the heck? <laughs> and Flo they didn't were... realize they were doing it. Like, are they the best second place finishing team ever? <laughs> I mean, well, I like, you know what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. That's brutal. But they were good. I mean, oh yeah, they were real good. We were just real gooder. We were a lot real gooder. <laughs> we were just real gooder. <laughs> Matt, is there a shot you come out of retirement and come to the last chance qualifier in March? There is about zero chance I ever put on a singlet again. At least oh. give us like 60% for like the clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, there's yeah. no chance. <laughs> as, as fun as it would be, uh, I don't train like I used to, and I'm, I'd look like a muffin top in a singlet. What went into the decision of not wanting to compete after college? Um, I think, well, originally I was talking about leaving my fourth year, and I kind of sat down with the coaches, and they talked to me about it, and they convinced me it was in my best interest to stay, and I agreed with them, and it was. I mean, I, I loved my fifth year, but uh, I have a passion for chiropractic now, and – I, I get I think adjusted is, weekly. I have the same I, passion. My, my I love it. Yeah. See, I need to be back there taking care of those guys, mm -hmm. which is my ultimate goal. Is that so, what you want to do? You want to get back to state college? Right. Yeah. So I graduate in December of next year. And my goal is to get back there and hopefully start my own practice or jump in with another person that's up there. I, that's yet to be decided, but I ultimately want to be taking care of the athletes as well. So we'll see where it goes. Be yeah, let me get back with my 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 buds. Yeah, and you know that fifth year that you took, um, you know things didn't go you know a ton. Like it didn't go super well. I guess you kind of got hurt. Um, but you said you got a lot out of it though. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't trade it for the world. I had the wrestle off with Shakur and Anthony, which arguably two of the best guys in the country. Yeah. And I mean, that was tough, but I, I mean, it was an amazing year and I, I would not give it back. So definitely a good choice. Wish I could have wrestled a little more, yeah. but you know, I just whatever. remember like you're getting your shoulder done and you're, you get a dad you're like, how come Chenzo doesn't have to get his done, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, he's exactly. like, well, like you tore your bicep too. Like he did it. And, yeah, but another cool thing is I got to go be a bullpen catcher for the baseball team that year. So that was super cool. I remember seeing that and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like that's real? That yeah. was sick. What? Yeah, that means what's more enjoyable, drilling with me or catching in the bullpen? I mean, nothing compares to drilling with you, Chenzo. Except 
when you would sprawl on me and give me those hips and I'd get the, the stingers in my shoulder. That's miserable. Yeah, and I um, I started feeling that a ton last year. <laughs> yeah. I would get the stingers all the time. So. Oh, those are I brutal. Yeah, so what were you guys talking about before I hopped on? <laughs> we were talking about the this year being interesting with you have the Olympic trials two weeks later you have us open with 10 weights and then you have last chance to qualify for the world team trials in july olympics in august and then you had the world team trials in september world championships in october so the bulk of what we were talking about is the guys number one not qualified for the trials right now who could make the biggest threat which i'm gonna switch my picks at 86 kilos wow I'm going to stay with Mark Hall for pick, but if we get Muffin Top in a singlet, <laughs> can you make 189, Matt? I mean, I could make 189. I'm sure you can. I but hope, that would be. I hope you yes. make 189. All right, so I, 189, last chance qualifier. I'll see you there. We'll even oh. provide the Bashmania singlet. Bashmania singlet. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Well, well I'll fight you. We'll sponsor your Olympic run. Oh, that's amazing. You're real <laughs> you're trying to make me cut down to 189. hundred huh? <laughs> percent. It's about the journey, not the destination. I mean, that is awesome. Dude, if you come out, listen, 86 kilos. I mean, shoot, you can go 97 if you really want to. It just doesn't sound fun. Uh, that's a little big for me. Yeah. Um Bashamania singlet. We'll get you all. We'll get you all the coffee talk shirts that you want. Yep, I love it. All the That's coffee talk shirts that you want. We'll, you know, we'll coach you up out there and everything. We'll make sure you're ready to go. All right. Well, I mean, last time, well, Mark was wrestling last year, and I came up there before his match, and it was Friday, and I got to roll around with him. And I mean, you can ask him, but I think I gave him the business still. Dude, you still got it. I know you do. Listen, after Gabe Dean came out of retirement. Now yeah, I know it's can, possible. If he can do it, you can. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he came right. out of retirement looking better than if he were if he would have just ke- just kept competing after college. He looked better having retired for a couple of years. And yeah. I've realized for me I get better every time I take a break. No, I agree. I think I have gotten better mentally but not physically. <laughs> with, with, with <laughs> mentally there's a different there's a difference between competing or taking a break or retiring at cornell and training the whole time and me being on the mat once or twice maybe three times a week i don't think so right now i don't think i mean I, i'm in class the majority of the day so Speak, speaking of training talking about peyton Peyton, oh, she is going to be – I think she's going to be one of the, the stars coming up. She uh, she picks up on things like the best of I've ever seen. Um, I mean, I, I've been around, obviously, some of the best in the world, and when you show her something, uh, she grabs it like like all the guys up at Penn State would, which is – It takes me I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I'd say you get it pretty quickly too, but it, it's track. pretty cool to see. Um, I'm trying to get her on a, a card here soon, so hopefully everybody will get to see how good she is. But hit up the big guy. 
I've, I've hit the big guy up. Well, I've hit the, the little big guy up uh, a couple the, of times. The real, the real big guy. <laughs> yeah. The real big guy. Do you need an intro? I'll, I'll send a group chat. <laughs> yes. But, she, I mean, she hopefully she gets drafted here. Uh, Ooh, Captain's Cup. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm hoping she gets drafted so she gets to wrestle some of the top girls in the country and we get to see where she's at. But she's only a freshman right now. So, I mean, that's it's really cool and exciting for her. But – same time, I think she's up there with the best of them. I think she's got a lot of brand potential. I think yes. she's got that it factor. I think she's got the technique. I think she's got, like like you said, she's only a freshman. And already people are starting to know her name. And I think especially on the women's side of the sport, that's still growing so much. If your name is one of the ones that's really out there, I think that's just a lot about your brand potential. Right, exactly. And I'm new to the, the brand building. I feel like when I went through Penn State, it was like, stay off social media because it's bad. But I feel like more people are opening up to building their brand as they're going through college. So I'm learning and I'm trying to to coach our guys through that. And I'm in Peyton's ear a little bit about it too now. And I know I was asking you questions about it, what she should be doing and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a new thing that people need to jump on the train with because you can get out of college and set yourself up for success right away. And I think you're seeing where even guys like Kale, who are historically social media is more bad than good. You see him on it, promoting Rockfin events and promoting NLWC events. And that's using it for the good. You know, Kale's not using it to convey personal thoughts. Like you can use social. And I think it's becoming the way society's going, the way technology's going. You're going to see it almost as a prerequisite more, you know, whether it's to promote something, whether Right now, the NCAA is getting ready to roll out the name, image, and likeness bill where these athletes can get paid. Before, it wasn't a possibility. Now, it's like it's you can get paid. You can start building your brand. And where wrestling has historically failed in that athletes haven't made a ton of money off their brand after they graduate, now that could potentially change if you're building that brand and then kind of building that pie to capitalize once you're ready. Because even the athletes now, they'd say, well, I'll start doing that when I'm eligible for brand deals and sponsorship deals. Well, great. But if you have 100,000 followers versus 10 or 30,000 followers versus 3,000 followers, your worth to a brand is going to be more. Same with engagement levels. You have you have athletes that have really high follower counts, but their engagement's really low. And now, because you because can buy they, followers, they buy their followers. Correct. They buy them. You, yeah. you can buy your followers and everything else. And brands aren't dumb, so they're coming and saying, like, well, "What's your actual engagement rate? Like, we're going to pay you X amount per like per comment." Because you can't, you can fake the number of followers you have. It's very, very hard to fake engagement. So even if you build up a big audience, how much do you communicate with that audience? That's what a lot of these brands are going to start looking at moving forward. So. You know, I think it's a combination of even people who are historically against it are starting to come around because they're seeing it's a necessary evil. You know, whether it's to promote an event, whether it's to get a brand deal and, and ease the burden of training, whatever it may be, it's almost a prerequisite for athletes moving forward. It's just, yeah, I mean, and it's, I feel like it's harder for guys like me um who just i mean yeah i have instagram you know i post stuff i'm not hyping myself up yeah i'm sick you know like i think that's so lame um but 
I think it's just it's I'm not gonna start doing that. Like maybe maybe someday, you know, like if what whatever down the road, but like I'm not gonna just start like pumping myself up. Like it's just I um I understand that like it's good to do and you kind of need that, but for me that's just something else like in my head that I need to worry about. Like for me, like I I'm worried about practicing, worried about getting better. Uh, I'm worried about, you know, putting right things in my body, making sure I feel good. And I'm worried about competing. I don't need to worry about what Joe Schmo is commenting on my picture from, I don't know, wherever. Like it's, I, I, don't, right. I don't know. It's just like, it, it's two different things. Like, yes, I, I agree that it's good. Like now when you're young to get into it, but like, it's, it's not for everyone. Well, and we had this conversation on, on the podcast a couple of episodes yeah. ago, and I was telling Matt kind of the same thing I was talking about on the podcast, which is, you know, there's a lot of different ways to use it. And if somebody's saying, hey, how can they start building their brand more? First of all, social media is not for everyone. But if you want to, there's a lot of power in just communicating, just telling people what you're doing. And that's what sparked the conversation for us was... I was like frustrated as a marketer and as a fan that all these athletes were going to France first international competition. And I don't know how long and nobody kind of said anything until USA wrestling put it out. And I said, it's an opportunity for athletes to say, Hey guys, here's what I'm up to. And, you know, for a guy like Chenzo who stays at the same level he is with social, that's fine. My bigger beef was guys who are like, buy my shirt, buy my shirt, buy my shirt, go to my camp, go to my camp, go to my camp. You're asking a lot from your followers and you're not giving something as little as, Hey guys, so excited to let you know I'm competing in two weeks. You know, wrestling, wrestling needs more promotion. And unfortunately right now, the general sport doesn't do a great job of promoting it, which is like I'm trying to help even putting out articles on Rockfin and talking about stuff on the podcast. And I can't believe the number of messages I get from people that, that are like, really? I didn't know that. And I told Chenzo, I'm like, it sucks that you kind of have to promote yourself more than you should. But I think, you know, I, I wouldn't even go as far as to say like hyping yourself up. I think if there was just more communication, your fans are going to hype you up. Your fans are going to boo and cheer and whatever. But I think we like the booze. <laughs> if you're getting booed, you're doing something. Right? I think uh, Kurt Angle said that he loved being booed and chanted that you suck more than anything. He said yeah. he was engaging. He didn't care. But I think just if somebody does want to build their brand and if someone's looking for what should I do, I think the first step is always communication. It's always communicate, you know, let your fans know what you're doing when you're going to compete as much as you can without it being a distraction without there's also, I think a lot of people mix up posting content and consuming content. Like I agree. I hate seeing like people say negative stuff about me. So like if somebody's saying you suck, you shouldn't be this. You're not going to making the last chance. You're not going to be like, I would lose my mind. I get that. But I think if you're just putting content out and not consuming it as much, that helps a bit. Right. I think you're, I think you're spot on. And when Chenzo, you say you don't like, like to get on there and do that much, but you see you all the time on Twitter, just making 
smart little comments or funny things to fans and it's just fan interaction i think and i think that's doing a good job of growing you yeah so i mean even though you're not out there just be like i'm awesome i just won this like look at my trophies i'm gonna start start posting shirtless pictures of myself like (laughs) i'm gonna start posting videos of me working out too right that's good it'll be so dope yeah everyone everyone that doesn't wrestle will see how cool i am Oh, exactly. Man. But yeah, I think anybody who it, it all depends really too on what people want because I know that anytime somebody comes to me, I never want them to get distracted. I always want them to do what's best for them and I try to give advice on what they can do without getting distracted or do as much as you feel comfortable with. And and these are the things whether it's communicating, whether it's engaging. You know, if I was if I had tens of thousands of followers and I wanted to grow it more, I would just start responding to comments. People go nuts. When you start engaging with people, even if you tell them they suck, they can't believe they got a response. All right. I'll, right. I'll start doing that. They're like, yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, gonna, I was just kidding. Like, I, I love you. You're the best. Can I have an autograph? I'll post, <laughs> I'll post an Instagram picture tonight. And the first person that I don't know that comments on it, I'm just going to reply and say, you suck. <laughs> And you've got a fan for life. So, yeah, hey, well, so the only thing I would post more, I don't like, where do people go to get all these pictures of themselves? Like, I don't have any pictures of me. It's, there's a lot of people self PRing themselves, which is a whole nother conversation. But like, you also have guys that are taking photographers with them and getting content. I don't, which I don't got it like that. Yeah, <laughs> like no, this. that's, that's a lot of effort. Like you, like Roman's doing that right now. He, he's got more content and he's sending me photos <laughs> that aren't even <laughs> out yet. Like, and I, I, I keep telling him, I'm like, look at, I love what you're doing. Just make sure you stay focused. You want to be an NCAA he, world. He, does, though. he yeah. does though. He does stay focused. Yeah. His so thing, like, I, I think is just, he doesn't want to get bored. Yeah, you know, I don't give him crap. Cause he's like, you know, he was in there working out this morning. I saw him wrestling yep. this morning. Like he, you know, he's not going to stop you know taking care of his business just to you know support his social media more so that's why for him i'm just whatever and that's that's how most of our guys are but i i know guys who you know pump up their socials and you know they don't put the work in and yeah but that's fine Kenzo, you remember when you used to post those pictures and be like uh, you'd be wrestling and you see like me in the background or something like that. And all the people that would interact like off of that. I think that stuff's like, that's marketing in itself. And it's fun. Yes. I agree. People want authenticity. That's what they long for. And that's like, you know, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be, I'm going to be me whenever I'm posting stuff and that's fine. Um, I'm not like, grind grind like this to shine like that like who cares like like if you're if you're a good athlete you work hard like cool like everyone does yeah you also have like right now we talked about it last week anthony echemendia he had a flow documentary he prs himself a lot and he's not looking too hot lost his wrestle off lost his last freestyle matches you know so i don't know if it's I don't know right. if it's tied together. I'm not saying that you because can. he's posting content, that's why he's losing. I'm just saying it's it's not always every single person has to evaluate what works for right. them. 
And, you know, for some athletes, like, I don't think Chenzo's lazy because he doesn't want to post more. I think he's genuine with what his intent is. I think some athletes look at it like it, it is a lot of work to get content. There's things I do and people I'm around that I would love to be like, oh, this would be a great picture. If there was a photographer right there taking pictures of us talking, I would post the crap out of this and get great engagement but there's no photographer around. So it is a lot of work. It's not, I think a guy like Roman is proving that like the opportunities there. If you want that, if you don't, yeah, it's a lot of work to, does he, does he pay? I don't know if he does, but I guess, guess the thing is, is for a guy like you, you could definitely find someone in state college who wants to leverage your audience just to gain exposure. Like you wouldn't have to pay a photographer to get photos. You could say, I've got 30,000 followers. I've got a good audience. I'll put you on my platform and display your work. And then you can go get the paying gig you want. So I think an athlete like you can leverage your, your audience. And if Roman's doing that, I wouldn't be surprised. He's getting a lot of content. So I don't know if he's paying or not, but if he is, I wouldn't be surprised. It's good stuff. But if, if I'm a photographer or videographer and I want to get my work out there, I would go to Roman tomorrow. I'd go to you tomorrow and say, look at, I'm going to follow you around tomorrow, get good content. All I want you to do is give me photo credit when you post it. Would you want to get, uh, I'm going to ask this to Matt. Um, would you be cool getting followed around all day by a photographer? I mean, personally, I wouldn't want them following me around all day, but if I had like a practice or something I was doing, I would say, all right, I'm going to be here for two hours, show up and take pictures if you want, and then we can work from there. But all day, probably not. Okay. I, I agree with that. I couldn't have someone just follow me around. I like three years ago, I went on a spree of posting a lot of content and I wanted to try it for a couple of months, just kind of sharing my perspective on things. And one of my bash solutions photographers, what I would do is say, look at, I got to go meet with three people in a row, meet me at my loft and come with me for the next two, three hours and just take photos the whole time. The problem is, is I was paying him a lot of money. So it was way too expensive to do it, but it worked out great where it's like, look, I got a meeting at one, two, and three. Meet me in my place at 12, 1230, come along with me till four. You know, it's not necessarily the whole day, but if I could have done that in environments like that for a couple hours and just leverage my platform, everybody wins. Because if you can showcase somebody's work, you can give them a lot of business without paying them. Your platform is worth something. So a lot of the wrestlers and athletes, it's not, it's more coordinating than anything. It's being inconvenienced. Like you said, like, Hey, come tag along for a couple hours, which is, which is what John Broughton's doing for David and Bo Mm -hmm. for scrap life. Like he's going, he's, he's not necessarily following him around all day, but he's maybe meeting him a half hour before practice, come to practice, hang out after, and then send me some photos. I think yeah. any wrestler that has an audience can leverage it for content without potentially paying because you have a ton of value in putting them on your platform. Yeah, absolutely. Like now that you say that, yeah, that's totally makes sense. 
you see uh, chiropractors doing it now too. If you look on social media, you'll see the the people because people love the sound of the popping when you're getting adjusted. I like the feeling of it. Well, yeah, my, my chiropractor has us on retainer and we, we, have, we have each other on retainer. We, we help them create a lot of content. It's amazing the things that people want to hear bad. and the people, the, the things that people want to see, just the different, because when, when he became a client and he started teaching me about what chiropractic does and I really learned it, I was so hooked. I became a client and I've gone to him every week for the last three years. It helps my allergies. It helps my breathing. It helps them endless things. And when you start sharing content that conveys that, that's valuable. That's what people want. So we'll sometimes go in there and photograph him for an hour or two as he adjusts people. And if we can get good video, great. If we can get good photos, like people are surprised when they see a pregnant girl getting adjusted, when they see a newborn getting adjusted. So right. it, it provides content. So it's like, all right, we'll photograph you for two hours. We'll try to put as much context to it as possible. Have you attempted to adjust a newborn? I haven't adjusted a newborn, but I have adjusted. She was probably four or five years old. I haven't gotten, I took my uh, pediatrics and there's another class where you can go and, and learn how to adjust babies and things like that. And I know as soon as my child is born, I will be adjusting them. It's yeah, like, same. it's huge. It's so huge. And it's one of the, the most important things that I think this, that people miss out on. Um, so I will be contacting you about creating content for things like that to market myself once I'm done. Cause it's huge. It's, it's the awareness. What's that? You can, you can do that content on me also. So you can right. do that content on me. <laughs> Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that elevates yeah. your content because, like, you should hear this crack and you should hear this crack to Chenzo are two different levels. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the big, there'll be some big old pops. Yeah. Dude, you're, your neck's pretty good. So I can, uh, I'll be able to help you out there and then you'll be able to help me out. It's like a team thing. We're on a team again. Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I'm ready to be back on the The same. boys are back in town. We'll get the, boys band, back we'll get the band back together. All right. Um, what's one of your favorite moments from Penn State Wrestling? But and why is it Chenzo? And not <laughs> not with you on the mat, though. Not with me on the mat. Yeah. I would say my favorite moment. Wrestling match-wise was when Anthony upset Colin Moore that year, and then Nick Nevels went out there and got the job done again. Which we just talked about literally the last episode. We talked about yeah. the same stuff all the time, man. Holy smokes. Right. Um, right. That was a great experience. Favorite non-wrestling moment, just like with the team. Man. With, the team. I... with the team. Maybe traveling or something, like. It could be dodgeball. It doesn't have to be dodgeball. dodgeball. It could be Frank. Oh. It could be Frank tackling you or something like that. <laughs> that was probably one of the scariest moments. Of Sorry, I don't know what. That Think about a scary <laughs> moment. What was that? That was wild. I don't know. I went out to change rooms. It sounds like somebody's working out here. Um, so, I did. Do you guys know that story about Frank? I don't know. <laughs> So, the, Frank, I was we're playing dodgeball my true freshman year, so I'm still a young buck. And Frank runs across the uh, the line and drills somebody in the back. 
So I thought he was like messing around. <laughs> and I, I grab a ball and I run across, across the line and I'm running at him. And he turns around and I hit him as hard as I could in the back. And he starts chasing me, and I'm thinking it's a game. You hit and I'm with a dodgeball, right? A dodgeball, yeah. And I'm, I start thinking it's a game, and he's chasing me around, and I'm laughing, and <laughs> and I get to the wall, and I turn around, and he double legs me, picks me up, and slams me <laughs> on the ground, and says, "Mess with the bull, you get the horns." No. <laughs> and went and sat down in the in the bleachers, and was pissed. And I was like, I thought we were joking around, <laughs> but once I realized he was actually mad at me, I, I got, I was like, man, I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> I mean, they hit you with the dodgeball. <laughs> he's he's just a competitor. It was that yeah. like, did that end it right there, or was there like a beef going on now? No, the, me and Frank are. I, I consider Frank one of my good friends. No, no, but we, like right then and there after that, like you go to the bleachers, he's pissed. You say sorry. Like, was it instantly over? Yeah, it was instantly over. Okay. <laughs> like nothing else happened. Now you guys, they had a, they had a feud for a few years. <laughs> I didn't know if there was a hidden feud we didn't know about. Yeah, um, the McCutcheon. No, Mon- we did not McCutcheon have a McCutcheon Molinero beef. I hear it's almost as big as the Minnesota beef. Um, you guys, don't, you guys beef. don't, you guys don't know a lot about Minnesota beef. No, I no, that, I was, don't. that was another thing. That all right. I'll tell the story. I'm going to be throwing guys under the bus here. Holy smokes. That's all right. Last year, Mason Manville wrestled Taylor Venz in a match. And let's keep this in mind. Mason Manville wrestles 165 and he yep. was wrestling 84. I think Taylor, I mean, Taylor Venz beat him um, probably like a five or two match, something like that. I don't know. But, you know, Mason wrestles hard. You know, he beat him in the face the whole time. And after the match, like, you know, Ben, like, screams, gets all pumped up, and, like, he's, like, yelling in Mason's face. And Mason, one of the most level-headed, you know, chill guys I've ever met. Um, I had a great sauna experience with him. I'll tell you that story. In a he goes, he, he goes to, uh, he goes to Ben's. He goes, what's the, what's your deal, bro? He goes, Minnesota beef. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that's, that's that. Yeah. That's the, that's where that comes from. So. Almost as real as that. <laughs> Minnesota beef. Yeah, never heard I, of that one. Yeah, so no. like apparently, apparently people out there, I don't know, everyone seems really friendly out in the middle. There's beef out there. Everybody I've experienced in the Midwest is extremely like overkind. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, what's that? You're robbing a house? Let me help you. Let me help you load the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So what would you say is your favorite non-wrestling moment then at Penn State? That, that one. Um, tackling Frank wasn't your favorite. So what was your favorite? Or Frank tackling you? Yeah, he tackled me. That was probably one of the least fun times I had. But other than playing dodgeball and hanging out with the guys, I think uh, – <laughs> funny story, this isn't my favorite memory, but the one time – Coach Kale had us draw us winning with pudding. Did you guys talk about that ever? No. <laughs> Kenzo, you remember that? No. <laughs> the, one, the one year we he brought uh, snack packs and paintbrushes and we drew ourselves winning. And pudding. I think that that's what we, Is like, this we, real life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But usually you use like crayons of- and stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, at the end of it, he was like, well, that didn't go how I really wanted it to, so we won't be doing that again. <laughs> but <laughs> one of the funniest things in the world, people are eating the snack packs with the paintbrush instead of painting the, themselves winning. Probably right before practice, so. Yeah. What about, I can't, I what about your favorite Zane that? story? Oh, boy. <laughs> um... So the one time we were, uh, we were downtown and it was like 10, 11 o'clock. And when Zane's done with something, like he just wants to be home. I get and that. I feel yeah. That. <laughs> so we were just hanging out and <laughs> he looks at me and goes, Hey, uh, I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to, I'm going to run home. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's many miles away i was there yeah we're like we're zane. like three miles from your house at like 11 yeah. p.m Maybe. yeah like zane just no don't do that we'll drive you home and you'll be fine he's like no like you guys don't have to leave we'll uh, i'll just run home he was wearing like <laughs> probably <laughs> zane takes off his shirt and then runs home and, and then he goes to bed you see him the next morning he's like yeah it wasn't too bad i just wanted to get a workout before i go <laughs> help help me sleep a little bit right where I, were you guys was he in sneakers at least no yeah no yeah and like no it, we were just hanging out i mean it wasn't like anything crazy is happening but zane zane being zane and when he's done with something he's done so i love that i mean i had uber personally but i love right. the ocean <laughs> right that that yeah. was offered to him also but the run just yeah the run just sounded the best at the time. <laughs> but it's such a Zane thing. There's there's too many Zane stories. I wish I would have prepared some of them. He's, so um, he told me one time that he had a camp that was like four hours from here. And he drove there in the morning, did the camp, drove back, um, didn't listen to the radio at all. <laughs> His car was dead silent for the entire time. He just wanted to see if he could do it. Right. Oh, that leads me to a good Zane story. Zane introduced me to this uh, when we would go home from practice or we'd be on like a a long car ride. Zane would want to see who would break first. So he'd put up all the windows and lock them and then turn the heat as high as it could go. (laughs) And and he would crank the heat until someone broke. And, you know, Zane doesn't break. So it had to be me or... (laughs) I'm gonna bath that. <laughs> How hot did it, it get? Had to be me, yeah. Very hot. Like it, we're like dead winter time, so we have our coats on in the car, and so he cranks it up, and then like after like 20 minutes in a, a heated car, you're like, all right, let's turn it down a little bit. But that guy, he how does a- that <laughs> conversation start? Like, hey, you know what? Let's see who can last as long as in the heat. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's exactly what you would expect, like from Zane. That you're sitting there talking, and you'd be like, all right. Well, let's. Well, I challenge you. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, Zane. You can't. You can't just say no. Right. No. So you, <laughs> why don't you ever challenge him to eat a peanut butter mayo sandwich? Oh, come on! Don't put me on blast. <laughs> peanut butter mayo sandwich is that a real thing? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, you have to now. It's it's brought up. It's public knowledge. Explain this to me. I I okay. I'll 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 start. Um, I saw Matt eat a peanut butter mayo sandwich one time. That's... Matt, were you hungry? Like, do you like, I love mayo, but like, I, 
what went into that? Is that a regular thing? Like, is that a regular? He probably thought, he probably thought it was like marshmallow fluff <laughs> no, or something. Like, I know I don't do it anymore. But so it was a college thing. It was your version of Raymond noodles, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, my it was my mom's fault. I blame her. She used to she used to eat them, and I think I don't know how she got the idea, but she made me try it one time. I was like, well, it's not bad. <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> imagine the first time you can somebody listening to this podcast, please. We will send you a free coffee talk shirt. We'll send you a peanut butter mayo sandwich. A mo- oh. no, we'll send you a, we'll, <laughs> if you're listening and you send us a video eating a peanut butter mayo sandwich, the first person to do it, upload a video, tag me, Matt Chenzo, of you <laughs> eating a peanut butter mayo sandwich. We're going to send you a coffee talk shirt and a coffee talk mug. Damn, let's go because i Maybe can't fathom what my like i've done some weird stuff with mayo i've dipped french fries in mayo that's i've like I've, we'll okay thank you yeah i weird. can't imagine my first bite of a peanut butter mayo sandwich i would i would like a taste analysis also in this video not just zane tried it ask zane because i got him to try it because he used to <laughs> They used to film me when I would make it. <laughs> How many peanut butter mayo sandwiches would you say you've had? I don't want to talk about it. Like hundreds, dozens, or hundreds? <laughs> Rough no, Le- less than that, definitely. So it's dozens or less than dozens? I would say dozens would be. How, How many? Added. How many digits? A lot, of, many digits. <laughs> oh three, three digits. We right. So we're at hundreds of sandwiches. Yeah, I mean, no, come on. I don't think I, when was the was, last time you had one? Be honest, <laughs> <laughs> not anytime recently, probably about a year or two years. <laughs> okay, I mean, a year is kind of recent, <laughs> like depending on what it is. I like, I did it a year ago, is kind of like. It's still relevant. I did it a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, I did it in 2020. <laughs> there could have been something better brought up. Than You're just actually waiting to go home. You got like two ready. <laughs> no, my wife would kick my butt if I had a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich now. Has she ever had one? No, she would never. She, she comes from a family that eats really healthy. So that's the reason that I'm starting to eat healthy now because she makes my food and helps me out with it. Nice. <laughs> if I tried to convince her to have a peanut butter mayo sandwich, she might throw up. I, I like that from her too. Yeah, um, I, I I figured that that would happen, and you'd <laughs> you'd be put on the health chain. So for a picture bit. this <laughs> for the last chance qualifier: the Bashamania <laughs> logo here with a peanut butter mayo sandwich underneath it, and you're gonna be in shape by then too. Right. Yeah. I have until April, right? Let's, you let's need to it. do what Cal let's did. Didn't Cal say if you guys win NCAAs, I'll go to the world team trials? Yes. So if you, one of the second best, one of the best second best teams ever, <laughs> win, that should be the stipulation. That I have to go to world team trials. You have to go to the last chance qualifier for the world <laughs> team trials if you guys win. Am I? Is anybody allowed to just show up? I'm pretty sure it's like an open tournament. Not. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dang, <laughs> I actually have to wrestle with this. Now. Would it not uh-huh. be worth it? They always win. If you beat them, would it not be worth it? What's the worst yeah. that can happen? 
You get your butt it'll be, and you have a peanut butter mayo sandwich. <laughs> it'll be fun. You get to go out and wrestle. You'll see like me and Mark. Yeah. And there's, you, a, no. there's a good shot I'm going. So I will be there with a peanut butter mayo sandwich for you after. <laughs> I don't want peanut butter mayo <laughs> We don't got to tell your wife. No, no you, want this, you want the singlet with the sandwich on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The, and it's like to... dripping. Like there's yeah, peanut butter yeah, yeah. dripping on uh, one side and mayo dripping on the other. <laughs> get that mayo drip. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, I might have to make the deal with them. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. You guys are going to have to start rooting for life then. Oh, 100%. I'm huge, huge life supporter. All right, then. Oh, man. How can I, I, I meant, I meant like living. How can we get some <laughs> life apparel? If we're going to support, we need some life apparel. Oh, I can make that happen. That's what we need. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll trade you life Done shirt deal. for coffee, coffee talk yes, shirt. You know, maybe. Done deal. We'll right. send you coffee Perfect. talk shirt. Um, can mug. we get these? Yeah, get deal. These for our next show or one of our future shows, like in the near future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll get your sizes after this, and I'll I'll get them sent your way. Yes. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. All right. Well, new fresh gear and the return of Matt McCutcheon potentially. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> for you sure. know that every Penn for State sure. fan is going to be rooting for Life University now. I hope so. Because who's not going to want to see you get back on the mat? <laughs> I mean, so this is if, official. If yeah, official. this yeah. is official. If life I, wins, Matt is doing the last chance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, we got When is the? See, it, I will. Is, I will hype this up on social media. Yeah. Is is it a dual meet or is it a tournament? It's a tournament. It's the same style as. Division one. And How when many? is it? Um first or second week in March. I'll have to double check that. Okay. So it's gonna you be guys a, you guys like a, a hammer team or just like depth or like you know, no, we have much. we have some studs on our team. Nice. Uh, I'm this is by far the best team I think we've had since I've been down here. So Omi's doing a good job with our guys and I'm I'm excited to see him wrestle. So I mean we we have a legit shot at doing it, I hey. think. Five champs wins it, so. Five champs wins it. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, if you could put five in the finals, you have a pretty good chance. Yeah, and NAI is a little different, too. So you can take 12 guys, so they don't all have to be at the same weight. Oh, wow. Or so you can take two at the same weight, and you don't have to take every weight. So we can take our 12 best guys. That's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, it's cool. I've been nice my, my fifth year. <laughs> yeah, would have been. Would have been, been You would have been like this though. Right? <laughs> yeah, in a sling. But yeah, all right. Well, I'm in. Cool. I, I am. It's I'm a in. Deal. So. I can't wait. I can't wait to rep the gear. I can't wait to squeeze. I'm looking it up now. It looks like it's March 5th and 6th. Can't wait to, can't wait to squeeze. We're gonna get some collar ties, some low, <laughs> some low ankle. Pull them around, baby. Pull them around, right into that low ankle shot. <laughs> yes, sir. Man. I wish it was within driving distance. Wichita, Kansas. It looks like it's at. Yeah, that's a little far, huh? Yeah, it's a little far from State College. I don't think I'll make the trip for that one. Who knows if they'll even let fans in at this point? This is true. Is it streamed anywhere? We're not fans. Yeah. We're media. Uh, I will. I'll get the stream for you. I know Track Wrestling does something with it. 
usually. So love it. The the finals are usually on TV too. I love it. All right. Sweet. All right, guys. Sounds like that's a wrap. We got the done deal then. I love right. it. What a successful so, podcast. So we got <laughs> we got life. The hot hot take of the day is like university is coming coming out on top. Yep. Uh, we got a long we got a long way to go till that, but we're looking forward. If they, we're looking forward. They to do it. it. They do it. I'm in. So we got to start. They win that. Matt's back on the mat. <laughs> in a bash mania peanut butter mayo sandwich. Sink it. I think that's let's the best, go. That's the best part too. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We're ending on a good note. That's Bash Mania. See you guys. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.